you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, Tabor running the board of death on this 21st day of February 2018. Thank you for spending part of your morning with us. We sincerely appreciate it. We're brought to you, as always, by the good doctor, David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care. Folks, you're going to get anywhere on the planet. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Uh, He's got people coming from all over Jamie Foxx. They're coming from Rabel, from Bastrop, you name it. They come to see the man, Dr. David Weber. You can chime in. Uh, the snark on the world stage to, to compete against the best in the world for the opportunity to be recognized uh, among the best. But there's also a couple things out here that are sort of weird. Um, we got a guy named German Madrazo. Now, he is a cross-country skier from Mexico. Now, Mexico's not exactly known. Mexico's known for a lot of things. Um, not exactly a big snow-skiing country i think would be safe to say um he finished dead last in the 15 kilometer men's individual race that's 115 people that uh that competed he finished 115 dead last well when he completed the course the, the guy's 43 years old by the way he took up skiing last year guys never skied before Took up skiing in late 2017, and here he is in the Olympics representing Mexico. Uh, he grabbed his Mexican flag and celebrated his country in a very heartwarming uh, parade around with a Mexican flag. And so he finished the deadline, the, the last in the race. However, uh, just the thrill of competing, maybe. Uh, he gave this Olympian hope to older guys like me. So, Jamie, maybe there's something you can go into. But, but you have some people that just simply don't believe, don't, don't uh, belong there. Um, you know, you're supposed to be having to be born in, your, in the nation that you compete for. That sort of went uh, aside. But there's some other people. Uh, there's the Tonga guy, the guy from Tonga. He has uh, participated in the summer and the winter games. He really doesn't do anything well. But uh, the fact that he was in, uh, matter of fact, he lost in judo in Rio. Uh, mm-hmm. This is. Tafualaga, I think is his name. I'm not going to say that again. Uh, he lost the first round in judo 19-1, to which is apparently, like, really, really bad. Uh, this year he took up cross-country skiing uh, wow. 12 weeks before the Olympics. He learned how to ski on roller skis, which he called the worst things possible. And then he went into the 15-kilometer race. By the way, he beat the dude from Mexico. So there's that. His goals for the race? Finish before they turn the lights off and don't ski into a tree. Uh, he beat uh, our boy from Mexico. Now he is considering a Hollywood movie career. Oh, absolutely. Am now, I, am I from, missing something here? No, no. And if you're from Tonga, you have to take your victories where you can find them. 
And um, you have to this, – this makes perfect sense to me. You have to double up if you're an Olympian. You have to do the summer and the Olympic thing. So he goes from judo to downhill skiing in Tonga. Well, here's the good news if you're from Tonga or Mexico. Chances are if you don't win and if you do finish dead last, they're not going to kill you like they will in North Korea uh, if you don't medal. Uh, they don't take it as seriously. They are, as they say, in the true spirit of the games, uh, competing. So um, what, what was this? Now, unlike Fabre, who took his, uh, he took his skis and went home, um, what, what, can you run this by me again? I'm gonna, I'd hate to put you on the spot, but what's, what's Mr. Tonga's name? Uh, we're going to call him Tonga Guy because I can't Tonga pronounce guy. the name. All right, yeah, because it's, it's, it's really a, a tongue twister. Um, again, this is – so he's he was in judo in the Summer Olympics? Yeah, so he got beat 19 to 1. To yeah, to do downhill skiing, yeah, correct? But Jamie, he took up skiing 12 weeks before the Olympics. He had never skied before, and then 12 weeks later he's skiing in the Olympics. Uh, I'm not raining on dude's parade, but if you could take up – something 12 weeks before for the first time and then be on the world stage in it yeah i, I got an issue with this yeah, well it does it, you know it, it does tend to take away I, I believe probably from the uh skill set but uh, again if you're from tonga what is uh how many uh when they do the uh, ceremonies the opening ceremonies how many uh tongan athletes actually walked into the stadium do we know or or the ice skating ring or wherever they even hold the opening ceremonies. I hate to admit it. I'm a bad American. I don't know where they actually do that. But Well, there's but, probably uh, not a big uh, list of people trying to carry the flag, I would think. You know, we had our controversial flag moment. My guess is Tonga did not have that big of a controversy. Well, you know, if we play our cards right, I think Aaron Dietrich or Jake Martin could pull this off. Uh, I really do because they're pretty good athletes in their day. Now, they've, they've had uh, – you know they are in the in the twilight of their athletic career, but I think both Aaron and, and Jake could probably pull that off at some point. And so, uh, don't look now, but you could see them uh, on the U.S. Olympic team. We don't know whether at this point. I would say look more toward the Summer Olympics as opposed to the Winter. Who Olympics. put Dietrich up for weightlifting? But, Coach Bell talks about him all the time. Apparently, Dietrich throws massive amounts of weight uh, around well, in the weight room. People, so. Yeah. He, he does. He, he used to throw people out of bars. So now he just throws up weight over his head. So anyway, now he, he's. Well, hey, I got another one. I'm for not you. expecting my Christmas card from from Aaron or Jake this year. And I just I just see the deal right there. They're still here in the studio. Have so. We in the world, Jamie, in America specifically, have we just mm-hmm. taken a vacation for common sense? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Common sense sure. is just it's not so common anymore, right? You know, your parents and grandparents used to tell you just have some common sense. And, uh, you know, like things like get out of the rain, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just the little things you would think that, that people would naturally do, not so much. Have you seen the speed skaters, the Team USA women's speed skaters uniforms? I'll need you to bring me up to speed on that. You need to Google that during the break. I'm going to describe them for you. It was, it was an Internet just sensation, uh, and not in a good way. I'm going to describe the speed skating uniforms for you. And uh, there's a huge controversy over this, and rightfully so. So Under Armour uh, is prominently displayed on the right side of said uniform. Uh, they're, they're basically spandex. It's like a, a unitard spandex-looking thing. And the USA emblem is on the left side, uh, on the left uh, you know, front panel, their front breast, if you will. Uh, it goes out and it looks like some biking shorts, and it's navy blue. 
The whole thing is navy blue. Uh, it's got a little red trim here and there. The Under Armour logo and the USA logo uh, are in white. And so it's very distinctive standing out on the navy blue uh, body of the suit. And what could only be described, and if you don't believe me, Google it. Google USA Women's Speed Skating Uniform. You will see what I'm talking about. I'm going to try to describe it. I've seen it. Um, yes, now. Yes. And, and, and viewers on social media have described it as, quote, unquote, pervy. And, and I'm going to try to describe it. Anyway, the shorts are navy blue, uh, which is just, just so it looks like a one-piece. The... What can best be described is the inner thigh area, uh, the crotch area, if you will, is cut out in gray. Uh, very distinct uh, differential between the navy blue body part of it and this area. And it's a strange colored uh, patch on the inside of the thighs. And it draws attention to the crotch area. When they stand upright, uh, it's very prominent. Uh, it, who in their right mind is going, you know what, that's a good look for us. I mean, literally, is, is the late Hugh Hefter designing the speech? Where is the common sense of people going, you know, that's probably not what we want to uh, enhance in our speech? Because nobody's looking anymore at the speech. They're looking at the stupid uniform. Well, which there are strippers that wear less revealing clothing. What are they thinking about in Team USA or Under Armour, Jamie? Well, I'm going to take a little different tack. Um, I will say the majority of the uniform is very is uh, very stylish. I like, uh, and it's not too. Uh, let's just uh, let's uh, go above that region and, and go up to the uh, the top of the uniform. There's nothing that's really uh, as the, I think the term we're looking for here is plunging neckline. There there are none of those. To speak of, I guess you you could zip it down a little bit more. But anyway, in this case, the the ladies chose not to. The leggings are very uh, very pedestrian white. Uh, the armbands are you know they're different colors red uh, with well I see a yellow one there that kind of threw me. Um, nothing speaks of uh, drawing attention. Uh, then till you get to that little that little area we're talking about there. Uh, and it's not a little area, uh, and it's, you know, both thighs are, are prominently uh, displayed in gray, uh, and we're not talking the, the lower thighs, we're, we're talking the upper thighs, right right where you think it would be. Um, and so uh, I would say, uh, you know, you, you, your first thought is, God bless America. Uh, you know, we have a, these are these are pretty natally good-looking good uniforms, and then, it's like they they ran out of ideas and said, "Hey, let's just uh, let's draw attention to." And I can't believe uh, this has been. Well, how long has this taken for for this to become an uproar? I mean, this thing, the minute this thing was uh, displayed, I mean, I can't believe it wasn't the Me Too folks weren't. Oh my gosh, you're, you're drawing attention to it. So uh, yeah, it's uh, whew, it's pretty. Uh, is Larry pretty, Flint is, is Larry Flint the consultant uniform designer here? I mean, good Lord, people. And, and no, I, this day and time where the objectification of women is being just, uh, and, and rightfully so, eviscerated, it's on the forefront of everything we're talking about. You come up with this under armor in the United States Speed Skating Association? Where are the women's rights group on this one? Well, I, it it, it yeah. simply amazes me. 
Well, all they need is a strobe light uh, to complete the ensemble. Um, and I can't. I'm like you. I don't think that uh, it it doesn't. Everything now seem to fly in the face. But it's like, don't you dare comment on that. Don't you dare come. Well, my gosh, it's 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 completely different than the rest of the uniform, uh, including the color. It's like, hey, look at this. Um, it's well, you know, you don't really care at this point whether they medal or not. Uh, I'm. I will. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll probably watch the speed skating competition tonight just to see if they they carry through with the uh, with the unis. Uh, but the uniform itself is very well done overall. I mean, and then it's like, uh, well, we've run out of idea. Oh, what can we do to uh, enhance? Fe- oh, I know. We'll just uh, we'll paint the uh, the crotch area gray, and uh, you know, we'll stitch that on, and that's because uh, we really want to make sure we have a total color combination. That's going to be the you know. Under Armour, but uh, I feel like going out and buying one of these uniforms myself. Um, these these are. Oh man, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. I've got to take a break to go throw up just with that visual. Terry, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's, it's Jay, overall very well done. Overall very well done. Overall done until you highlight the crotch on there like morons. I didn't do it. Under Armour did it. Don't blame me. No, I, I didn't do it. Armour all did it. Speed skating people, really? Who is the person that said, you know what, I think it's a great idea? You know, instead of doing that, why not just cut it out and be done with it? No. I, I mean, just I I call it a day. Hey, let's just <laughs> cut it out and be done with it, and that'll really boost ratings. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter for Jamie Foxx. We come back. Uh, I want to get into Kentucky basketball. Uh, Rick Barnes has something on Tennessee as well. Is there an epidemic of trying to get players to play hard now? And what could be the issue with that? You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. segment brought to you by G.B. Cooley, reminding you to support a work law cause. Louisiana, Special Olympics. Back in a minute. Cars on USA at the top of the hill off Well Road is one of the area's largest truck and SUV dealers. It's tax season. Bring in your last check stub or W-2 and we'll let our certified accountants have you riding today. Carzone has over 200 pre-owned vehicles in stock. Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Nissan, GMC, and Infinity. Carzone's huge selection of vehicles includes 2x2, 4x4 crew, extended and regular cab trucks, SUVs full to compact, all complete with Carfax report and 100K mile warranty. Zero down, no payments till April 18. Open late to late. Carzone USA off Well Road in West Monroe or shop carzone.us.com. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call one 800 Three four five six six four four. Washita Valley. 
Making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. Are your legs tired and weak? Are you able to walk less than you used to or want to? How about sore, achy feet at the end of the day? These symptoms could be peripheral arterial disease or PAD. When in doubt, please check it out. Call a heart, lung, and vascular clinic location near you today to schedule an appointment. 329-1900. Dr. Borders has clinics in West Monroe, Monroe, and Winsboro and offers outpatient vascular procedures for your care and convenience. Call the heart, lung, and vascular clinic today. 329-1900. Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. The segment brought to you by our friends at Spottenville. Pamper the special people in your life. Uh, hook them up with a Spottenville gift certificate. Uh, 318-807-1060. Spottenville. Lammy Lane in Monroe. Uh, yeah, people said, hey, maybe if they go uh, completely nude, more people will watch. This is true. This is true. Uh, and then uh, 49 tells me, don't, we don't need people to be upset about uniforms. Don't we have enough things? People are getting their feelings hurt over. You know, I think it's true, but go take a look. My guess is 49, you haven't seen the uniform. And if you have a daughter or a wife, my guess is you probably wouldn't want her, or maybe you would. I don't know where in that. It just, I thought it was inappropriate. I thought it was tasteless. Uh, I thought it was very poorly done by the United States Olympic Committee, Under Armour, and everybody out there. As the speed skater, I'm thinking you have trained your brains out and your body for numbers of years, and now you're going to go out there and literally be a sideshow because of some uh, artistic bend of a designer that hasn't put nearly the time in that you have. That That's my personal take on it. I don't really get butt hurt that much. But, uh, yeah, I, to me, I thought it was incredibly inappropriate and just simply stupid. Uh, but well, anyway, Terry, that's me. Um, little gender neutrality, though. Uh, the I know this this won't surprise you now. Um, the men's uniform is exactly the same. And it doesn't stop at the front. There's also a apparently the backside and i'll let you pretty much figure out it doesn't take long to call a roll after the front is seen where that little patch of gray is on the back of the uniform so who designed this richard simmons uh i'm not sure uh but um uh, lagerfeld i don't know maybe fabre from france the guy that uh, maybe they brought him in to kind of throw a little flair in there and boy did he no he's got a girlfriend oh he does well that doesn't make any difference yeah. this is this is gender Terry, this is gender neutral. The men's uniform looks exactly like the women, so they're not just, they're not, uh, it's equally as disturbing uh, on the men's side, I might add, uh, probably even more Dude, so. I don't want to look at, I don't want to look at any of it. I, you know, I think it detracts from uh, from what they're trying to do, but that's me. Maybe I'm just an old guy. Uh, uh, no, I've got, into this one. 
I've got Halloween taken care of next year. So anyway, let's let's move on. Yes. My. That will haunt my dreams, Jimmy Fox. Thank you very much <laughs> well, for that. I, that was the goal. That was the goal, yes. Yeah, I just had a visual that popped up for you in that uniform, and <laughs> I will probably never sleep well again as long as I live. Uh, uh, speaking of not sleeping well right now, although they had a big win last night at Arkansas, John Calipari in Kentucky. Uh, John Calipari uh, has been in free fall with, uh, mm-hmm. with the Kentucky basketball team. Had a four-game losing streak. Um. Alabama beats him at home, and Calipari has been talking about it. He goes, look, there's a few players in the locker room that still don't have faith in me. He sees it in a way that they respond to his coaching in a way that they play the game. His quote, I've got a bunch of young kids that at times don't listen. They're talented, six McDonald's All-Americans and all, but it's an unavoidable fact that some of them have selfish tendencies on the court. Uh, he draws attention to Quad Green. He goes, uh, after beating Alabama 81-71 on Saturday, the freshman McDonald's All-American had a solid game, scored 12 points on five of six shooting, but at one point he missed a free throw. And he was so upset at missing the free throw, he allowed his guy to shoot a layup on the other end. Calipari went nuts, yelling at him. The problem afterwards, Calipari explained, that was the point guard was so upset about missing the free throw, for one point, he gave up two. Uh, he goes, you, and the quote was, you're more concerned about you than us. You missed a free throw, so what? You gave up a layup. That doesn't bother you, so it's okay. He added, that's what we're sort of trying to bust through right now. Do you see, it's, it's, more, of a, it's more of a me situation. The Calipari has done better than anybody else in the country, Jamie, in getting the one-and-done kids to buy into what he's doing, to buy into winning at a high, high level, to play together, to try to move forward. This year, the combination that he's had has not worked. They're not as talented. They're very talented. They have not projected as well as what his teams in the past. And the other side of that is the Southeastern Conference, basketball-wise, is much better and much deeper than it's probably been in two decades this year. Mm -hmm. Southeastern Conference is really good this year. Uh, It's deep. It's talented. And I think that's taking a toll on Kentucky as well. What say you? Well, I'm wondering if this is any different than, you know, to your point you've made in the past is, and I don't mean to, obviously his success speaks for itself, but is John Calipari head and shoulders a better coach than, say, oh, I don't know, um, Rick Barnes, for example, or Mike Anderson at Arkansas? Or Avery Johnson, is he head and shoulders above anybody else? Or in the past, has he just hit the lottery with all these one-and-done kids and he's just had flat-out better talent than everyone? Jimmy, how many times have we talked on this show? Since, since I started coming and doing this show, I think six years ago, five years, whatever it is now, I've been on for a while. I've told you guys it's about players. Coaches right. can coach. Everybody can coach to some extent collegially. Are there some better than others? Yes. Some are better than others, no question. But it's about players and managing said players. Is he gonna out, is his two three zone defense that much better than Avery Johnson's? No. It's about players and getting those guys to play. And so John Calipari has been superior. Uh, I heard Mike Vining say that one time, and people don't realize what a good coach Mike Vining was at ULM for many, 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 many years. Uh, it's about your players. It's not X's and O's. It's Jimmy's and the Joe's. And you've got to have players that can compete comparable to your level. And if you do that, 
you're probably going to be successful. If you don't, you're going to struggle. And that's just the reality of it. So is he a better coach than Rick Barnes or, or Avery Johnson or Andy Kennedy, late of Ole Miss? You know, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's about your players and getting them to play. Well, and to this point, you know, uh, to, to your point, uh, Calipari's been able to get them to, to, you know, to buy into a system and and turn around and basically the roster's purged the next year. Everybody goes pro. Um, and then he turns around and brings in another, as he indicates, uh, you know, six McDonald All-Americans, and it just keeps, you know, it keeps going. But this year, apparently, and I, th- I don't think it's any different than the past. I don't think these players are necessarily less talented. I think to your point, this is just a – it's like the SEC has kind of caught up with him. And I don't know whether he's got playing teams with more experienced uh, players or whether, you know, the SEC top to bottom is deeper. And the talent level has caught up a little bit, so now the playing field's leveled a little bit against Calipari, um, and and he's not liking the results. But good for the rest of the SEC. They stepped up to the plate and have brought in whatever it takes. And you know, Andy Kennedy had it going. He was at Ole Miss for twelve seasons, right? And uh, he's he's a darn good coach. And you know, it uh, it finally caught up with him, and uh, you know, he didn't had the year he wanted, but uh, I don't think Andy Kenny's a, a worse coach today than he was 12 years ago when he took that job at Ole Miss. But, again, when you're fighting things like what Calipari, the talent he's bringing in, and now the rest of the conference is extremely, to your point, it is an extremely deep conference, which I think will have a deep run into the uh, NCAAs. Well, I mean, let's, let's look at – matter of fact, we're going to take a break here in just a second. I'm going to show you why, in my opinion, I think the Southeastern Conference has really upped the ante in college basketball. And I'm looking at records right now, 23 and 4, 19 and 7, 17 and 10, 17 and 10, 20 and 8, 19 and 9, 19 and 9, 18 and 10. These are all teams that very likely are going to be in the NCAA tournament. Hate to break it to Jake. Uh, I don't think LSU is going to be in that mix. They're 16 and 11. Uh, if they finish out and win the conference tournament, uh, a couple games, maybe. Maybe they go to 21 and 11 with a possibility that 11 is a big, big deal. Um, you know, they've had some good wins. But anyway, I'm going to tell you, when we return, I'm going to tell you why I think the SEC has creeped up on the rest of the country and why they did it and why I think football has taken a step back uh, for the same reasons. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, The Edge. This segment brought to you by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specialized in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you. 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. The edge rolls on after this. Ram Truck Month is going on now at Brennan Dodge in Ruston, and it's a great time to buy with big savings. 18 Dodge Charger is only $23,727. 18 Jeep Cherokee is only $21,277. 18 Journey is only $19,477. And an 18 Grand Caravan is only 22727 We also have several incentives you may qualify for, so go to BrennanDodge.com for details and don't miss Ram Truck Month. Going on now. And remember, every new vehicle purchase gets a lifetime oil change at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Rocket Fast Car Wash. Rocket Fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Sparkling clean in four minutes. We'll show you how. Get it clean as can be. Yeah, baby. Right now. Come on down. You will see. A great watch. Green vacuums. Cool technology. Rocket fast car wash. Rocket fast. It's a blast. 
and your vehicle is clean. Now with six locations from Monroe to our newest on Mansfield Road in Shreveport. Skydiving is the bomb, but it ain't free. So when I'm not falling belly to earth, I'm looking for ways to get the most out of my money. As you might imagine, I've got some pretty lofty expectations when it comes to CDs. That's why I landed at First Guarantee Bank. Ten seconds! From high-performing CD rates to extraordinary customer service, at First Guarantee Bank, they are downright fanatical when it comes to delivering sound banking solutions. Cross your arms and grab your harness. Go, go, go! Drop by your local First Guarantee Bank today and get fanatical rates on a one-year CD at 1.55 annual percentage yield. Call 888-375-3093 or go to fgb.net to learn more. First Guarantee Bank, home of fanatical banking. The minimum balance required to open the account during the advertised annual percentage yield is $500. New money only. Member FDIC. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Showers and thunderstorms in the forecast for today with the high of 72 degrees. Cloudy skies with a 100% chance of rain on tonight with a low 52. Look for an 80% chance of showers on tomorrow and the high of 68 degrees. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, The Edge, rolling here on the 21st day of February 2018. Uh, Girls uh, playoffs coming up uh, later in the week. We had a game last night. And we're going to have boys first round high school playoff action on Friday, Jamie Foxx. So it's here. Uh, getting ready to jump into high school playoff mode. I'm actually going to do, uh, I talked to him yesterday. I'm going to do some of the television again for the boys and girls state championship. So uh, right. we shall see how that works. Uh, always uh, a lot less pressure doing television on the state championships than actually do, coaching uh, in the game. Yeah, excuse me, Terry. Two different venues, or, or you're, you're going to be. Yes. How are you going to pull that off? Uh, the venue, I mean, t- yeah, the girls last year, southeastern Louisiana down in Hammond, has, has had a, done a phenomenal job with the girls uh, state championships. The community really embraced it. Uh, Hammond, uh, b- believe it or not, is a pretty good central location, uh, if you yeah. will, especially if you live, uh, you know, south of I-10, which most of the people in the state do. At any rate, uh, they rebid it out, and Alexandria won it. It's going to be the Repes Coliseum, which I was there last year. Uh, it's refurbished. It looks really good, so mm-hmm. uh, a little bit closer for me. But uh, to outdo Hammond, they're going to have to do a phenomenal job. And the boys' tournament continues uh, in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico down at McNeese State at Burton Coliseum on Gulf Breeze Highway uh, just north of Venezuela. Uh, literally out in the middle of nowhere. It's the hardest place to get to in the state if you're from anywhere but there. But nonetheless, uh, I'll be doing stuff down there as well. But I, I want to get back real quick but before I jump into another uh, controversial subject, which we're going to get some, some text on. I want to tell you why I think the SEC basketball 
is gaining, and I think football is losing in the SEC. And, yes, I said that. If you look at the coaches that the Southeastern Conference has hired in basketball in this last go-round of, of coaching moves, uh, you have former NBA head coach Avery Johnson at Clemson. You get Final Four coach from UCLA, Ben Howland at Mississippi State. You got Mike Anderson, been very, very successful. He goes back to Arkansas. Quanzo Martin's at Missouri. Eh, verdict's still out on him. We'll see. Billy Kennedy, highly successful at Texas A&M. Uh, you have Bruce Pearl at Auburn. Rick Barnes, Final Four at Texas at University of Tennessee. Mike White at Florida. Mark Few at Georgia. Frank Martin at South Carolina, Final Four last year. So the coaching level has went, and now I'm not even, even mentioned Calipari at Kentucky. So the coaching level in the Southeastern Conference, not only are you getting really good coaches, you're getting guys with pedigrees. You're getting guys that are proven other places at equal or higher levels. And they're coming in doing the job not only with the team but recruiting. And so I look at Auburn right now at 23-4. and four. They're ranked 12th in the country. Folks, Auburn is better than 23-4. and four. By the way, an 11-3 mark in the SEC. Uh, that's Bruce Pearl. Tennessee at 19-7. That is uh, Rick Barnes. They got rid of him at Texas. Texas really hasn't been very good under Shaka Smart. They're okay. But uh, Rick Barnes has Tennessee at 19-7. A lock for the NCAA tournament. Avery Johnson, 17-10 and 10 in Alabama. Florida, 17-10 and 10 with Mike White. Mississippi State, 20-8 and 8 with, uh, with the Bulldogs. Kentucky at 19-9. and 9. Arkansas at 19-9. and 9. Missouri at 18-10. and 10. Folks, those people are locks for the, for the NCAA tournament. I, I would tell you that, uh, I, you know, the two 17-10 teams, Florida and Alabama, I, I think they're going to get in. But the 19-9, and 9, if you win 20 games in the SEC, you're getting in, folks. Really, and then you have some other people that are sort of on the bubble, uh, including last year. I mean, South Carolina's struggling at fourteen and thirteen. They were a Final Four team last year. Georgia at fifteen and eleven got a lot of work to do. LSU sixteen and eleven got a lot of work to do. Still conceivable. Texas A and M at seventeen and eleven. They're uh, third from the last in the Southeastern Conference, including getting swept by LSU. They still have a shot to get in. And so I think they, they've done just so well. Go getting named coaches, and you contrast that with football. You look what they've done in football. Uh, they're retreading people. They are not getting the premier names anymore. Look at the people you've lost from Steve Spurrier to, and I'll, uh, you know, someone you've lost. You've lost uh, so many good coaches, and you've replaced them with, like, eh, you know, eh. I think Mullen to Florida was a good move. But that's an SEC guy replacing an SEC guy. Do you think Mississippi State upgraded when they got their new guy for Penn State? Remains to be seen. And so that's just my take on the SEC. I think they doubled down in basketball, and I think it is starting to really pay dividends. And you're going to see seven to eight teams this year in the Southeastern Conference uh, in the NCAA tournament, which uh, which I like to see. Am I wrong on that one, Jamie? Um. The only thing I wanted to bring up about, and I've I've heard those those numbers as well, um, and I could say you know safely six, but let's let's use Kentucky as an example because 
let's just say they they lose out and they go out in the first round of the uh, of the SEC tournament. And and that's the only problem I've got is that, is that you know Kentucky's cachet or their brand uh, worth knocking out a, a you know perhaps a more deserving team. And I'm not saying Kentucky's not good, but uh, in past compared to past uh, results and does the SEC get a ninth team in or an eighth team in that loses in the first round of the SEC tournament simply because they're Kentucky? Um, I'm with you though. When you look at and I've been when you look at you know Andy Kennedy just stepped down at Ole Miss, but when you write down the names of the coaches in the SEC uh, basketball wise, you it's in, it's really pretty impressive, and I think the results have shown on the floor. Uh, I mean, as excited as people are at LSU with Will Wade to this point, and I think he has done a good job. But, I mean, the results are, I mean, the, the you know, the book is yet to be written on that yet. I mean, I don't think you can, you know, one year you can anoint him as, uh, I mean, I think it's obviously a good, off to a great start, great recruiting for next year's team. We'll see and certainly hope so. And he certainly has re-energized the LSU fan base as far as uh, men's basketball. But, um, whether they get in or not, and, and that might be to, to LSU's advantage to go the NIT this year, maybe take a deep run there. Uh, I think with this team, the more games they play, with the uh, you know the better. But uh, I think you're right. I do think you know easily 17, six or 17. But you know I don't know if Kentucky, for example, if they you know stump their toe in the first round, uh, particularly if they lose two or three more games. There's only like four or five games left in the regular season. I don't know if they deserve to go, but, of course, that's not going to happen. I mean, you've – is Kentucky's name enough to get in simply because of – They're 19-9, they Jamie. They're going to get in. They're 19-9. They've won two in yeah. a row. Yeah, they're going to get in. Um, they're they're going to get in. Uh, I can't see them not getting in. They're 8-7 and seven in the league. Uh, you have an Alabama team that's 17-10, and 10, Florida 17-10, and 10, both ahead of Kentucky – uh, by half a game in the Southeastern Conference standings, but yeah, they're they're in, and Auburn is way I, to me. I think Auburn is way underrated at twelve. Uh, this is going to be the wildest NCAA tournament we've ever seen because you have so many teams that can win. There's nobody just blowing the doors off this year that you're like, you know what, that team or this team if they're a collision course. This is going to be the most wide open I think we've ever seen the NCAA tournament. I think the upset is going to be the norm. Uh, you know, I'm hoping for, for some really, really intriguing upsets early on. It's all matchups. going to be interesting. Uh, don't discount Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. I'm telling you, the guy can coach. They've got players. It should be an interesting, interesting NCAA tournament. Well, I, I want to get to this last story. i, I got a couple texts we'll read when I get back. Uh, this is a pretty controversial one, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm just going to tell you about it. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to go back to college baseball for a second. And we're going to talk about Oregon State. Now, they've got a pitcher named Luke Heimlich, who was uh, the number one pitcher on their staff. And Oregon State, if you remember, was the number one team in the country last year for all the entire season. LSU ends up beating them in the College World Series. But they did not bring Luke Heimlich, their number one pitcher on the number one team, who was a dominant pitcher. Did not go to the College World Series. They were doing an article about him. It came up in the article uh, when the people were doing some research on it that as a 15-year-old juvenile, 
that Heimlich had molested a six-year-old female relative. And this is what the report said. Um, he reportedly denied the allegations when they uh, when it came out, but he pleaded guilty, preferring to avoid a trial. Now, this is what was reported. The probation is over. The case was sealed in August after a five-year period. Uh, this it came out last year, right before the College World Series. It said, "Look, rather than cause distraction to my team, I'm just going to sit this one out." Uh, but he's back pitching this year. And the thing with the state of Washington, this is where the crime allegedly occurred. They don't necessarily seal juvenile files. The Oregonian is the newspaper up there, and they came up with three relevant questions they felt like were important. When did Oregon State and the coach know of the alleged crime? I don't know if it's an alleged crime. Since you plead guilty, it would be, have to be considered a crime because you pled guilty to it. Uh, did the pitcher and his family conceal the situation from the school? And upon the revelation of the situation, why wasn't he suspended or kicked off? The bigger question is, why is he still on the team? My question, Jamie Fox, is you go through a process of adjudication. They say, this is what you're supposed to do, which was probation, uh, therapy, counseling, etc. You make restitution is what the state tells you to do of any crime. I mean, if you get a DUI, you know, you're picking up paper on the side of the road, you're doing community service, whatever it may be. If you're a triple axe murderer and they say, hey, you go to the death penalty and they lethally inject, that's what your penalty is. And anything short of that, you're armed robber, you go for 10 years, you get out, because that's what the society has deemed you pay the price for said crime. So my question is this, and, and I'll throw this out to you guys, because I really just don't know. Is doing a crime, pleading guilty to said crime, doing the punishment that the state or the government says that you must do, can, is it fair for this kid to continually be punished for this once he's done everything? In other words, should something he did at 15 years old be so heinous and egregious, and I'm not saying it is or it didn't, did they take the opportunity away from him to do something later on in life? I mean, should he just go to call it a day and go to McDonald's and be a grillsman? If he's a grillsman at McDonald's, is that somehow better than pitching uh, professional baseball or college baseball? I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I'm going to give you a chance to think about this one. We're going to take our last break. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, The Edge, a segment sponsored by our friends Advantage. Check them out when it comes for open enrollment. Uh, we shall be back upon The Edge in a minute. It's tax time, and Truck Pros on Constitution Avenue next to Cracker Barrel can get you approved and riding today. Bring in your last check stub or W-2 to our on-site certified tax accountants and drive off today. Truck Pros specialize in making sure we have the vehicle or model you're looking for. Extended cab trucks. Truck Pros got them. Over 200 pre-owned quality vehicles priced and ready to move. No payments till April 18. And all vehicles come with a complete Carfax. We're open late to late. Shop online at truckpros.us. Truck Pros on Constitution Avenue next to Cracker Barrel in West Monroe. The average family accumulates a whole lot of stuff over the years. So whenever you need to haul it, 
cover it, or store it, you need to call Ideal Portable Buildings and Trailer Sales. When I was looking for a portable building, my biggest concern was quality. My building from Ideal is the highest quality I've ever seen. Ideal can custom build any size building to meet your exact needs. They can add shelves, windows, roll-up doors, whatever you want. I needed a portable building that wasn't going to break my bank. When I talked to Ideal, they offered a price that couldn't be beat. Portable storage at a great price. Ideal also specializes in custom-built carports in any size and trailers up to 16 feet. I was looking for a place with excellent customer service. The guys over at Ideal were great to deal with and delivered right on time. Thanks, Ideal, for a great experience. Haul it, cover it, store it. Ideal Portable Buildings and Trailer Sales, 699-9426, 699-9426. Happy birthday, Greg Tilley's in Bossier City. Hi, I'm Greg Tilley. It is hard to believe 40 years in business in Bossier City. We have been truly blessed, and we thank you for your business. Save thousands now on a new double-wide for only $49,995. And visit our photo gallery at Tilly'sHomes.com. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Broken window? Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty to custom installed mirrors and shower doors. Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. We live in Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, rolling here on a Wednesday, the 21st day of February 2018. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. A uh, couple people out there, fan base will always be stronger in football and basketball. Absolutely. No question about that with the Southeastern Conference. Uh, the one caveat I would tell you would be Kentucky basketball. Uh, Kentucky football is just something they do until it's time for basketball season. But other than that, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we were talking about the kid at Oregon State. He, he did his time. He's 15 years old. He pled guilty to molestation of a six-year-old. Heinous, heinous, heinous situation. I don't think you could find anybody that would – that would defend that at 15 years old. Kid does everything he's supposed to do, goes through the juvenile court process, uh, does his probation, does his uh, counseling, et cetera. He's at Oregon State, really good pitcher, uh, like the top pitcher in the country. It's exposed last year of what he's done or was accused of doing, pled guilty to doing, and now he's back on the baseball team. A lot of people are saying he should forfeit his right to play baseball. My question is this, and I'm not saying it's yes or no. I don't know the answer to it. But obviously there are some things that are so egregious that that you forfeit your right. And, you know, as the institution, 
do you really want that individual representing you? Let me ask you a question, Jamie. If you're an athletic director and you have a kid that was 15 years old, and let's just say he robbed a liquor store, and uh, it's just robbery. didn't kill anybody, didn't shoot anybody. He robbed a liquor store. And they ran him through the juvenile juvenile justice department, and let's just say he got two years in, uh, in the juvenile corrections department. He gets out. Uh, would you have a problem with him playing football, basketball, or baseball at a school? O.J. Simpson can walk free after murdering two people. There's hope for everyone. And I think that's where I draw the line. Um, there are murderers walking the streets right now that probably should not be out. There are murderers that only get 10 years in prison when they should get life. Um, I don't agree. You know, obviously, uh, none of this is is very pleasant. It's a huge mistake. Should Annie Canazero not coach tomorrow because of infidelity? Should Hugh Freeze? Should Art Bryles? My answer to that is no. Um, you know, obviously Annie Canazero is going to be a much more humble, better coach next time around after you know, getting canned, and this may have been, in the long run, exactly what he needed. He needed to be humbled. Well, it happened, and it happened to Bobby Petrino, and it happened to Hugh Freeze. But should they ever not get an opportunity to coach again? I think it's all about just like Luke Heimlich. What has he done since 15? And to not deny a kid an opportunity – and it's not pleasant. I mean, you know, we all make. I've done things. We've all done things in our past. Now, I haven't, I haven't murdered anybody, but you know, I thought about it, and you know, and they probably thought about knocking me off, but I haven't done it. And it's, you know, is it really to the point where we can't give? This is a, a second chance society. Um, but yet. You know, once some, it, I guess it, a lot of times it just depends on people's perspective. People are willing to, uh, you know, turn their eye towards something if, if they agree with something politically. And, uh, you know, if you're going to, if you believe in uh, illegal immigration, you're okay with that guy that killed Kate Steinley out in San Francisco because he didn't know any better. So, you know, all they're going to do is deport him. He's not going to get the death penalty. And he's broken into our country six times until he finally killed somebody. Now what does he get? Got to go back to Mexico, which he can come right back into this country. He's not going to be killed. He's not going to be get the death penalty. So if we're willing to, you know, turn the other, other cheek toward things like that, then we ought to be able to turn the other cheek toward people like Luke Heimlich, who's trying to – now, counseling? Sure. Uh, but – if obviously if he does it again, that's that's. But there's, I'm sorry, there's pedophiles walking the streets of Monroe and West Monroe right now that we don't know about, and that's unpleasant too. But you know, I don't I don't know how you can can police that, and particularly if you got someone who you know by staying in college baseball can better their life. Uh, well, and, and, a couple points here. Tim, Tim is is actually goes it's culture. He goes, it's a privilege, not a right to play. He's, it's an excellent point. Chad chimes in and, and gives me a couple of scriptures. And, and basically the scriptures uh, are to the fact that, you know, 
you're forgiven. Uh, if you if you believe in Christ and you believe in forgiveness, Christ forgives. Uh, you know, the two different parts. Of it, and I would say, uh, you know, part of Chad's uh, on Chad's text, I think there's a lot of forgiveness in Christ. You might not have forgiveness here on earth sometimes, uh, depending on what that situation may be. I don't know. It's, it's a tough call. I don't know. And I'm trying to put myself in that situation as, as a coach and as an AD, uh, as a college president, because you're going to, you know, in what situation would you be willing to, to take the kid? What if he came from an underprivileged background? He was abused. So, I mean, I, I could throw all these possible scenarios out there to you, and at some point you're going to go, okay, I'll give him another chance, or are you just going to say, you know what, absolutely not. And if he lied to him, he didn't tell him about it, which I can't imagine him being upfront about that to begin with, but it's not like people didn't know about it. Uh, I'm just not sure how that works, Jamie. It's uh, it's a well, question, and I've got there's a bunch of texts we just rattled off here. I think we touched a nerve. I don't know the answer to that question, I, which is why I threw it out to you guys. It's kind of like group therapy. I've, I've got people on one side of it. i got other people on the other. Uh, maybe it's an individual case-by-case. Case. I don't know. I just go back, if you want to put this from a biblical perspective, I I just go back to, you know, judge not least you yourself be judged. I hate this. I don't condone what happened. But I, I would hate to think that there's things I've done in my life that, that I probably don't deserve forgiveness for, and I don't deserve a second chance for, and I don't deserve, you know, I, I feel like I got a second chance at life, and there, the argument can be made. I never, I don't really deserve it, and I agree with those people. I probably don't deserve it, but uh, same thing. I'd hate to think. I mean, again, think in terms of murder. You take someone. I didn't. I haven't taken someone's life. Neither has Luke Hyman. Now, did he damage it? Yes. Did Hugh Freeze damage his marriage? Yes. Did Andy Canizero? Yes. There's no. I'm not trying to make excuses for that kind of behavior, but if you're going to sit there on your high horse and say you're not, you haven't done something in anybody out there that says you don't, that you don't deserve, you know, a second chance. I'm sorry, I disagree with you, um, and that's okay if you think I'm wrong. I I respect your decision, but that's how I feel on the subject, and I am far from a uh, a bleeding heart. I, I I agree in the you know the justice system, but I, at the same time. Um, again, if O.J. Simpson can walk free, uh, which I don't agree with, but he is, then, you know, you have to look at the Luke Homlick situation as something that, uh, as bad as it was, um, at the, remember, he did this uh, act at 15. Uh, I'd hate to think what I've done at 15 would haunt me the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, a couple of texts in here, and, and like I said, I you know I throw it out there to discuss about it because I get educated on it myself. Forty nine says, "Hey, I couldn't play on a team with a convicted child molester." Uh, I got another gentleman that, uh, that goes, "Look, for two years I was a child abuse detective. Uh, people don't change. You'll hear from them again. Mark it down, uh, and the enablers will carry the burden." Uh, Richie says, "Hey, let who has no sin cast the first stone." Uh, and again, and I shared this with one of our texters. I'm not going to call the name, but I have a very good friend of mine that uh, was the director of the Crimes Against Children uh, of the division of the FBI in the Southeastern. He's told me some unbelievably uh, horrific stories. That's just what he's told me. I mean, I'm sure it's not the worst. The recidivism rate is uh, is incredibly high. You know, I don't know the answer to it. I really don't. 
Uh, again, probably not a lot of people are going to talk about this stuff. Could you as the athletic director or the coach put him on your team? What if it was a guy that was arm robber? Or what if it was a guy that was a, a convicted rapist? Or what if it was a guy that, uh, you know, beat up four women? Or you know, I don't know. Just if what, Are there some crimes that you will say, you know what, they paid the price on that. Now I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt. Are there some crimes that you're saying, you know what, it's just too much. I'm not going to do it. All that and more, that's why we call this the edge. I like to think about difficult things because it's not a black, white, right or wrong issue. Uh, I, I think there's so many things to think about. Uh, you know, at some point, do you do you serve your time and then you come out, or is it is that a life sentence for you? I don't know. I, I tend to think it is a uh, it's a privilege, not a right. Uh, I really I, I really believe that. Is a is an administrator? I'm going to be honest with you. I would probably have a very difficult time signing off on that because God forbid he did it again on my watch, and you're gonna you're gonna have that guilt for the rest of your life. Then again, are you going to prohibit opportunity? I don't know. Uh, Somebody far smarter than me. I appreciate all the stuff. We just got about 40 texts right in a row here. I appreciate all that stuff. appreciate you guys listening because, to me, that's what makes this show so good is that we can talk about things. You can agree. You can disagree. I learn a lot from you guys. I promise you that's the case. And as 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 bad as I hate to say it, I learn a lot from uh, Jamie Foxx and John Tabor. 